Let's fly down the five. Destination, Pachunga Arena. Everything San Diego goals. And the American Hockey League, right now on Goals Report. Welcome into a new episode of Gulls Report here on Duck Stream. Alexis Downey joined by Andy Zilch, the voice of the San Diego Gulls. Andy, it's been a little bit. How's everything going for you right now? Hey, uh, thanks. It's a pleasure to talk to you again. And uh, things are going good. Uh, everything's going good when you're winning. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's good just to see the team really perform on an upbeat pace, too. It's quite a turnaround that they've had out of the past two weeks. So it's been a lot of fun to watch. Well, with that last couple weeks, I mean, there's been a lot of changes in the locker room as well. Rocco Grimaldi departing, Chase Prisky being added, Josiah Slavin. I know we talked about him a little bit last time, but what has that looked like for the team? I know, obviously, from the personal level, too, for the guys, I'm sure it's been a bit of a change as well. Yeah, it's been a really good impact on the locker room. And and I talked with Roy Sommer just about the trades and, and I wanted yeah, I talked with him today about it. And I said, you know, I want to talk about this trade and these trades off the ice, like how it's impacted the room, because once you start making changes and this organization made a handful of them uh, either at the deadline or approaching the deadline that really impacted us here in San Diego. And he said, well, honestly, they look like geniuses. I, I'm pretty sure that was the word that he used. And uh, the way that our locker room has changed and the culture has changed, it's all been a really good upbeat attitude. And, uh, you know, we talked about Slavin. You just mentioned Prisky. Andre Schuster comes back to the organization. Mm-hmm. Third time's a charm for him. Uh, and then you also add uh, Dylan Sakura, who I actually had an interview with today. Uh, all very good, upbeat personalities. Secure actually admitted that he was shocked by the trade. Mm. Uh, he said, you know, I was a leader on the team and, you know, I was expecting to, to kind of stick my roots in there and stay for the rest of the year. But he said, uh, you know, I'm looking at this as uh, a good change. And he said he wanted to use the term fresh start. So, you know, mm. it's a good opportunity for him to wash his hands on what wasn't a productive season this year with Rockford to now be productive and be an impact in the locker room with San Diego. And the team has been finding some success the last couple weekends, a season high four game win streak right now. What in your perspective has been working so well for the group? Well, I think it's just shift after shift. Now we're finally seeing that. And, uh, you know, there's been times where this over the course of the season, you'd have, you know, a line or two going and then there'd be a drop off after that. I, I think right now, is is every shift is making an impact and that doesn't necessarily mean on the score sheet and the defensemen are getting involved and again that's not just on the score sheet that's every shift and uh there's been times this year where the teams had a lot of running around in their own zone and there's more stability too and i think that also helps with not only the additions that we have but also the guys that are coming back off injury. So, you know, you're getting a good positive impact from your Justin Kirkland's that are back, Bo Grew's back, uh, Olu Levy's back. He's a very strong defenseman. So, you know, that already is impacting the team in a positive manner. And, you know, obviously when you get players like that in, that shuffles players that were playing their minutes down a peg, but that doesn't discount them. And, you know, they're still playing their roles and that, influences that line after line impact on the ice. And I think that's the big thing. Well, you just mentioned him, Justin Kirkland back for his first series over the weekend against Henderson. And he had a goal on Saturday night in the third period. I know he spoke after the game. So let's take a minute to listen to that. 
Yeah, it was, uh, you know, a massive weekend. I think it started with the guys last weekend in Tucson, uh, you know, getting a little bit more confidence. Back-to-back uh, -back wins there on the road was big. And then, uh, you know, we carried that through practice this week. We worked hard, uh, worked on a lot of different things. And then, uh, you know, the guys came ready, prepared this week. So um, it was both games were a lot of fun. Guys played a lot of intensity, uh, a lot of passion, and uh, that's what it's all about. We know everything that you went through and everything you've gone through to get back to this point, to get back on the ice. So personally for you, how rewarding is it not only to be back, but to contributing in two big wins? Yeah, it's uh, yeah a lot of, um, a lot of emotion uh, in these past few games. Uh, it has been a long, long road for me uh, with a lot of ups and downs throughout this whole, uh, you know, these past few months. Um, but luckily I've had the, you know, the support of the organization, um, of the training staff here, all the teammates, all my friends, family, my wife, um, who have all played a big part in it. So uh, I don't normally celebrate like that, but there was a little extra, uh, you know, emotion and, and, um, and excitement behind that one because it's, uh, it's, it's been a tough few months. So um, really, really excited to be back with the guys. Uh, you know, they're, it's a great group of guys. We all love each other. Um, like I said, a lot of, lot of passion. Um, so really excited to come back, get two big wins this weekend, and now we can enjoy uh, you know, a day off. So um, yeah, just like I said, a lot of, uh, lot of emotion, a lot of, um, a lot of hard work that went into this. So uh, yeah. So from what you saw from him, obviously he's made an impact, like you just mentioned, but in what ways has he been able to reacclimate to the ice and being back with the team? Well, I think it's just that he's flat out good. <laughs> First of all, <laughs> uh, he's he's a really good American Hockey League player. And, uh, you know, I'm talking with him after practices. I think it helps that he's working with Glenn Godden right now on the line. Mm -hmm. uh, he also gave a little tip of the cap to Bo Grew, who's their centerman. But when you work with somebody who you've skated on a team with now for four consecutive years, I'm sure that helps. And uh, Kirkland also acknowledged the fact that he's happy that the schedule is the way it is right now, just to give him a breather. He played back-to-back -back games for the first time and playing a game in, I think, what, two and a half months. Mm -hmm. So uh, for him to get that rest, it's very good. He's been impactful on the ice just of his sure talent. And, you know, he's got a good one-timer. And I think we're going to see that develop more and more as the season closes when he gets more up to game speed. And, and I think he, he will become this weekend. He acknowledged that the, the first game was a little tough to, you know, get, get ready again, but uh, I think he's good to go. And uh, he's going to be, you know, Justin Kirkland, what we've seen in the past. Based on your conversations with Roy Sommer, uh, where has he seen the jump recently? And from the coaching staff perspective, you know, how are they feeling about where the team is at right now? Well, you know, they I, I think they like the organization as a whole were not happy headed into the deadline. I mean, the penalty kill was not doing good. The penalty kill was clipping at about a, a 54 percent rate spanning like the three weeks leading up to the deadline. The power play was was not good as well. That was over uh, 26 clip, I think. And then mm. you backdate it to mid-January. It was it was below 10 percent. And uh, the team was just struggling in every facet of the game. When the penalty kill used to be the strongest part of the game, they were a top 10 kill in the league. And then you flip it around here. I think the end of February, the last game of February was a win in Ontario. And it was an overtime win. And much like the Ducks, we hate the Kings slash the rain down here. So <laughs> it was a very big momentum boost for the club rolling into the month of March. You had a very competitive game against Henderson to open up March. Then the trade deadline hit 
and the wheels took off. So I, I do think that it's backdated a little bit prior to the deadline. Uh, but, you know, I, I think they just saw everything kind of start coming to fruition there uh, on once February came to a close. You mentioned the schedule that the Gulls have right now, and they're having a full week off before they play again at home on Saturday against the Iowa Wild. Um, you know, what are you thinking that you might see out of this game from the Gulls? I mean, given that they're getting a little bit of extra rest and they're riding this nice season high win streak. Well, it's going to be actually a really interesting game because we've never seen Iowa this year. Mm -hmm. We've actually closed out our season series against Bakersfield eight games. We've closed out our season series against Ontario eight games, and we've yet to see the Central Division opponents. So we're going to see them four times in the next two weeks. I, and from what I've gathered from the conversations that I've had leading up to this game, they got really strong goaltending. Mm -hmm. So the Gauls offense will be surely tested. And it's going to turn into a little bit of a playoff series because we're playing a pair here within uh, five days and then we're going to Iowa. So you're going to have a really interesting playoff setup here. And then the fact that this for Iowa, it's going to be their third game in four days. So we'll see how they're rested and how they're going to come in. And Saturday will also be hockey is for everyone night. Does the team have anything special planned for that? Yeah, there's actually uh, an array of different opportunities that you can contribute. First of all, uh, just to our San Diego Gulls Foundation. Uh, so what we'll have is we'll have special pucks available outside Section 10. So for anybody who's in the San Diego area listening to this or anybody that's in the Anaheim area thinking about coming down, that's the first way to give back. The San Diego Gulls Foundation works hand in hand with the San Diego Ducks, which is a sled hockey team. And uh, it's led by and founded by Sarah Betancourt back in 2014. So she's been a really good key cog to us to continue out our helping partnership with them. We'll also have uh, awareness for diverse groups, as well as positive social change to foster more inclusive communities and the sport. That's all going to be ongoing during the concourse, uh, during the course of the game. A five on five scrimmage will be held. Uh, for the San Diego Ducks sled hockey team during the first intermission, uh, all that going on. So we're really excited for that. Oh, oh, and last point, almost forget about this one. And this is a goodie. <laughs> Our head coach's son, Marley Sommer, will be singing the national anthem. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, so Roy Sommer's son <laughs> has Down syndrome, and uh, he's been with the team all season long. He's always in the locker room folding towels. Mm. When we go on road trips, when we go on bus trips, he's there. He's giving the players fist bumps. Uh, he's always been around, and he's going to make an impact on Saturday in front of the fans. I'm, I'm actually really excited for, for Marley Sommer about that one. It sounds like the whole night is going to be really awesome, and the team has put together a lot of different aspects to show that hockey is for everyone. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, you know, this is one that that we've done in years past and we've had Willie O'Ree come for us. And he is such a fantastic human being to to, first of all, be a part of San Diego history. Still, uh, he could have easily just said, hey, I'm out. You know, I'm going to ride my ship up in Boston. But he knows where his roots are. He lives here in San Diego. He's been a part of our hockey is for everyone. We all know his story about being an ambassador for that nationwide and, and even worldwide, too. Mm -hmm. So his reach has helped us. And we're dipping into a different aspect of hockey is for everyone uh, on this night. Just a little bit with uh, a good focus around the sled hockey team, because let's not forget. 
that is that is a hard sport. I don't know if anybody <laughs> listening to this has been in a sled, but my my hat off to all of those mm-hmm. people that play sled hockey because it's a tremendous workout, but they also do it because they still want to remain in the game that they love, and, and I love that. Well, Andy, before I let you go, switching gears away from hockey, I do have to ask if you filled out a March Madness bracket. You know, I actually... <laughs> Just completely was so lazy the past few <laughs> days that I didn't think of anything outside of Gauls hockey or just sitting on the couch. I actually spent more time probably trying to figure out what I'm going to watch on Netflix out of the past few <laughs> nights versus filling out a bracket. So unfortunately, I have not. OK, well, that's all right, because I know you're enjoying the di- downtime while you can. So. But but I will say this, if I didn't pick San Diego State University to go all the way, I'd be a fool because I would get a lot of flack for all the people around here. So if I picked one, that's who would go to the dance. Well, good thing that they just won this afternoon. So, yes, yeah, yeah. Thank goodness. And I, I think it was a nail biter, too. Yeah, it came down to the end. So, well, Andy Zilch, thank you for joining us here on Gulls Report. Thank you so much. Good to talk to you again. This is an Anaheim Ducks original production on Duck Stream.